It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. May we see Phil Dracovic sooner rather than later? All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. On today's show, we're going to dive into some interesting buzz I've been hearing about quarterback Phil Dracovic. We're going to look at the basketball team, kind of give you a quick preview on that, and some exciting Boston College recruiting news. So we have a jam-packed show today, and we can't get wait to get into it. But before we do, I want to thank our title sponsor, McDonald's. This episode of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So, Phil Dracovic. All the talk this week has been about Emmett Moorhead and Dennis Grossell and the battle of who's going to be the quarterback this week. And then I started to hear buzz on social media about the possibility that Phil Dracovic could return this year. Now, remember, when he went out against UMass, he hurt hurt his hand or his wrist. He had that big cast on his hand that he put on Instagram. Jeff Halfley said he was doubtful that Djokovic would return this season. So for him to come back, and this would be about two months, would be an incredible return for him. I don't know if it's going to, you know, I, you know, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know anything about his return dates, if it's actually true. I'm just telling you what I heard. So Bud Elliott, a uh, writer for the uh, for 247 Sports, he covers recruiting. He's a pretty knowledgeable guy. Tweeted at David Hale that he's hearing buzz that Dracovic is going to return. Uh, I've heard some buzz as well, but again, I don't have any definitive sources on this. I want to make that clear right now. You know, the staff is tight-lipped all the time about injuries. I don't know anything. I'm just talking about this whole season in general. If Dracovic comes back, I mean, if he comes back. That has to change the outlook for the rest of the season, right? Uh, earlier today, I was just looking at bowl projections, and of course, with the way they way they're playing, Boston College was off a lot of them. If Dracovic comes back, you have to imagine that changes everything because a Phil Dracovic led Boston College team will be favored against Florida State. They'll be favored against Georgia Tech. They'll be favored against Virginia Tech if that happens. I mean, I don't know. I'm just spitballing when he comes back. If he was to come back and 100% healthy, he changes the outlook of everything. Because, you know, Emmett Moorhead's a good story and you love to see him play. But Phil Dracovic, he's the guy that had me making predictions earlier this season that says that BC's offense would have been record-breaking. Losing him was catastrophic to this team. And getting him back would be huge. Again, I don't know. I want to say this clearly because I don't want you to say AJ says he's coming back. I don't know. But the buzz is interesting to talk about because doubtful does not mean that he's absolutely out. And if Boston College thinks they can win with Phil Dracovic, they think he's healthy enough to run their offense, it would behoove them to play him. Because, you know, the the concern could be A, his health. And, and I hope that if he is cleared to play that that has been cleared and that's what he's he's able to do. But the other fear is that, oh, it would impact his 2022 status because he could lose his redshirt. 
Doesn't matter. He's a redshirt junior. I imagine that if Dracovic comes back anyways next year, he's going to do one more year and that'll be it. He's not going to come back for two seasons if he's redshirted this year. It's next year and done. I imagine he'll have one more. So I don't think it matters. I think it's only gravy and it really gets that would really get the fan base excited because, you know, as I just said, depending on who comes, what games they come back, those three games, if he was there, they would be favored. And then you end the season against Wake Forest. If he's healthy, if Dracovic is playing well, they fix the def- the offensive line, whether it's a, t- uh, a healthy Tyler Vrabel or if it's Tyler, uh, Zion Johnson playing over there, whatever they choose to do, if they can get that cleared up, the end of the season could be a marquee game for Boston College. Now, the, the odds of being ranked are probably gone now. They've got four losses. It's going to be hard. But who do they play in that season finale? It's Wake Forest. Now, if Djokovic is back, that could be a fun matchup. Because if you've listened to me on Locked On ACC, I have said over and over again that Wake Forest's defense is very overrated. And I, I think that a good offense could take them out. How interesting would it be if an undefeated Wake Forest gets knocked off at Chestnut Hill to end the season for Boston College? Boston College goes bowling. They beat a top 10 team. That would be the nice cake icing on a cake of a, of a season that had a really low point. So, you know, it still could be Emmett Moorhead, and that's okay. I think that that is where, you know, he's going to be a future quarterback too. So if he plays, that's fine too. Just kind of... Uh, it, it depends on who's who's available, right? If you have Moorhead going, it kind of changes the complexion of who you're playing against. You're probably not going to be favored against any of these teams going forward. And it's going to be a battle. And you don't know, you know, he's young. He's going to make mistakes. That stuff could happen. But if it's, if it's Djokovic, all of a sudden, everything starts to switch. So it'll be interesting to watch for. And, you know, it's just buzz right now and it's just internet rumors. But it's something interesting to keep an eye on, and we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Now, in our next segment, I'm going to talk about recruiting. I can't wait to talk to about BC's newest commitment. But if this is your first listen every morning, if you listen to Locked On Boston College, I want to tell you about Locked On Celtics as well. Now, I'm a Boston sports fan. You guys all know that. I have the Boston accent that comes out every now and then. John Corrales hosts Locked On Celtics, and he's been talking a lot about the Celtics' troubles they are really struggling, and he does an excellent job breaking down the Celtics. So if you're interested in Boston sports, you got to check out Locked on Celtics after you finish our episode. But let's also chat about our good friends over at McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable foods. It's a place where families and friends can come to connect. A place where friends can meet for study groups, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries, McFlurries, and all the other good stuff that they have at McDonald's. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. Now, I love McDonald's. I've been checking out their spicy chicken sandwich lately. My son, he goes there for the Happy Meal. He likes to get his Happy Meal. And I always got to find what I like. And I like a good crispy chicken sandwich. And their spicy chicken sandwich is to die for. It is excellent. And it doesn't taste like fast food at all. You have to check it out. Grabbing McDonald's after a busy day or when you're late is something everyone needs. And it's delicious and dependable. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and connect. I'm loving it. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, head on over to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. It helps us tremendously. Now, it's been, it feels like months since Boston College football recruiting has had any news. It's been quiet. They've been sitting at 22 recruits. It seems like almost a completely full class. And as the season goes on, just as Boston College always does, their classes are pretty much set. However, on Tuesday night, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night, Joshua Hardy, a defensive end from Annapolis, Maryland, who was previously committed to Navy, flipped his commitment to Boston College. Now, if you want to hear my full interview with him, it's a quick little interview, head on over to bcbulletin.com. However, I want to talk about the defensive end position because... You know, if you've been watching Boston College football this year, one of the biggest problems, and there's been many, that BC football has had has been the inability to get to the quarterback. Now, they've been rolling out Marcus Valdez, Shitas Salah, Brandon Barlow, and Donovan Azaraku. But what Jeff Halfley has done over the last two years has restocked the defensive end position. So you've seen Azaraku. You probably have seen a little bit of Ty Clemens. You've also seen Nito Ekpala. He's the one that blocked that punt against Clemson. Those are three defensive ends that he's already brought in. He has four coming in next year. So for all of you that want to make sure that you're getting quality recruits at that position, Halfley is stocking up. And what he's getting... He's not getting for defensive ends. I mean, Azaraku is already playing, so he's he's getting there. But, you know, it's Boston College, so he's going for guys with high upside. Guys that he can develop. Guys that he can give to his defensive line coach, Vince Ogobase, and Tam Lokabu, and build them up. So it might take a year or two, because next year, I would imagine Salah and Azaraku are going to be the starting defensive ends. But then... You look at 2023, and all of a sudden, you have all these guys that you can go through, and you have depth. You have talent. And I think what you got, you're you noticing more with Azaraku and Akpala is they have the speed to be explosive. Now, you can get strong guys. Marcus Valdez and Barlow are both strong, big guys. But it looks like, to me, guys like Josh Hardy, the guy that they just got today, guys like Nito Akpala, these guys are fast. Paula was a, a track star in Georgia. So they're going for explosive. They're going for guys that can get at the quarterback. And Hardy is the newest. They have four this 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 cycle. He's going to be joined by Clive Wilson from Texas. I mean, sorry, from Detroit. Kevon Wright from Texas. And Gilbert Tongrongu from Virginia. So that's the four. Now they're up to 23 recruits up to now. That's a lot. And so they have two more but you know with recruiting there's always like gray area and wiggle room so they can move guys up and have them gray shirt they could have them so they have extra spots they could have a huge class i think they get extra spots for this class because of um because of the ncaa rules they'll have some wiggle room so the next name that you're going to want to watch for 
is there's another Navy, former Navy recruit that Boston College has also offered. And he is Gavin Gibson, a defensive, uh, sorry, defensive back. Now he is, uh, he's got a lot of offers and Michigan State is going after him, Maryland, but Boston College is right there. So keep your eyes open. I think it's it's important to see some of these new guys because they've got a handful of new recruits that they're kind of going after to kind of fill out this class. Now that being said, so they have um, they have the, their new commit Joshua Hardy on board. However, you know I've seen a lot of buzz from fans. They're all worried about the the BC struggles and is that going to lead to a rash of decommitments? Now. I would be naive to say that I don't think I, I think Boston College goes in with the class that they have now. I, I you know some of the sources I've talked to they just it's it's part of the game it's part of recruiting you're gonna lose a guy or two so BC hasn't really yet I think it'll come I don't know who it's gonna be yet I can't I'm kind of you know the easiest way to usually tell is if like a BC commitment gets a big offer like say they're a um, they're from Georgia and they get an offer from Georgia right then you're like oop watch keep your eye on that one but. I think Boston College probably will have a bunch of names. I'm thinking three or four probably by now that are going to be later commitments. I, you know, this this staff has shown that they can flip guys. You know, there's, you know, they're always going after, you know, players from other schools and and, and trying to get the best fits for their program. But there'll also be some developmental guys that you find too. Last year there was a couple kids from Alabama. You know, I just mentioned Ty Clemens. They come along late. They try to add them in if they see like development in their senior year film. So I think that'll be something worth watching. So the thought, though, that they're going to lose recruits because they're losing, um, I don't. I don't see that. I, you know, I've talked to a, every recruit that's committed to Boston College. I've had, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I've had a half dozen of them on the show. I've talked to them for BC Bulletin. I know what they're looking for. And honestly, you may think as a fan, like, oh, they're bad again. This is Boston College, blah, blah, blah. This is what they always do. That's not what recruits see. I'm telling you right now. You you may be a 45-year-old male who has, has watched BC, you know, choke against Diamond Ferry, choke against Florida State with Matt Ryan. You've seen all this stuff and you're like, oh, this is just what they do. Recruits don't see that. I'm telling you right now. They see what Halfley is selling, which is different than what you've gone through, okay? What they see with Halfley is the dream of what this program will become and what their role will be in that. So they see Halfley building a family here at Boston College with recruits that care about the program. That's a brothership, a brotherhood, excuse me, with caring coaches that will help them win in the future when they get there. And then they see themselves doing that. Like I've talked to, I mean, if you listen to the the, the interviews, I think it was Quan Williams I talked to. And he said, you know, I see us beating Clemson. I see us beating, you know, winning the ACC. That's his vision. But it doesn't matter what is happening now. You know, every time these recruits, I saw, I talked to a couple that were at the NC State game, which was an awful game to watch. And they all said, you know, hey, the game was rough, but I had a great time because I got to talk to the coaches. I got to talk to the players. It was great. It was great to be on campus. So just remember what you expect as a fan is different than what a recruit is looking for next year. Now, you may be right, though. There may be one recruit that says, ah, this team isn't playing the way I want them to. Maybe I go somewhere else. 
I don't think it's going to be a max exodus, though. You, but that happens at every team. Every team other than, like, Georgia at right now is going to find, you know, some little thing that they don't like and they're going to move on. And that just happens. Don't make that a uh, condemnation of Jeff Halfley and stuff like that. Just just think about that. Um, I think Boston College's recruiting class, they're 14th in the country according to SI All-American. They're in good shape right now, and I think they're going to continue to get better. So check out uh, my interview with Joshua Hardy on BC Bulletin. It's free. I, uh, this is a free interview for you to check out. Um, in a moment, we'll get into basketball a little bit. I'm not going to do a huge preview of them, but I kind of want to give you my thoughts on what I expect from BC basketball to show improvement in 2021-22. Folks, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated website or mobile interface to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive it. From basketball, football, basketball, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. You a Boston College fan? Do you think they're going to turn it around? You can head on over right now. In the money line, you can get a good deal and get Boston College over Virginia Tech. Just head on over to Bet Online and, and check out their current spread. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. This is Locked on Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com, and I'm your host. And I want to thank you all. This week, we hit our one-year anniversary here at Locked on Boston College. We've done this show, I think we've done 265 episodes. That is incredible. I am telling you, before I did this show, I did a weekly podcast, uh, only during football season, with Eric Hossis, for a while and then with Dan Rubin for a while both at at BC Interruption and a little bit with BC Bulletin but now I do this every day I give you a 20-25 minute podcast and I have so much I've so enjoyed doing this because I have more and more listeners that give me great feedback about the show, some things they like, some things they don't like, totally fine, I've had interviews, we had Sean Marshall on we had, um, as I said six or seven different um recruits. I had author Dave Wedge. I've had Brittany Collins, who's a UMass tennis player on, who talked about the life of college athletes and how they've been exploited. I've had a ton of different people on our podcast, and I cannot wait for this next year. So thank you all. If you've made Locked On Boston College part of your daily routine, I want to thank you because I have done this for a year and it does not seem like a job at all. It is totally enjoyable, and I can't wait to talk more about BC Sports with you. Now, Let's talk about basketball because basketball opens up next week on Tuesday against Dartmouth. It's a November 9th. I think it's a 7 o'clock game. That's the start of the Earl, Earl Grant era here at Boston College. It's a, you know, He's a coach that many people were not very thrilled about when they hired him. But I think 
many people are starting to, to, to see maybe what Boston College saw when they hired him. He's a defensive-minded coach. He's a guy that's going to really get the team almost back into that same mindset as Al Skinner. I know we got, we're, we're diving back into the past, but, you know, really developing guys and getting them, you know, good on both sides of the floor, making BC a tough out no matter where they play. Now, this season... I don't have high expectations. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't, th- I, you know, they were projected last by the ACC media. Um, and I don't think that's unreasonable at all because when you lose the amount of talent that they lost between C- Jay Heath, Steph Mitchell, um, and uh, CJ Felder, that's a lot. That is, you know, your top three scores. That's hard to um, come back from. However, this season could still be interesting. And here is why. I think if Earl Grant can really solidify the defensive play of this team, they could make the season interesting. Just look at what UVA does. I know UVA is at a level way above BC, but if BC goes out there and mucks up games and makes it hard to get buckets, they can make they could win. They don't need to have top three scorers if they're you know holding teams to six fifty to sixty points a game, or you know, and really kind of doing that. If that's if that's what Grant's his goal is, so playing good defense that is a huge ask because defense last year was terrible. However, maybe that's what losing all these players will be good for. Maybe Jay Heath and C.J. Felder were just not the right fits for good defense, and that you get guys playing. You know, like, you know, CJ, I'm uh, sorry, DeMar Langford and Brevin Galloway and giving more minutes to Makai Ashton Langford. Maybe that defense will help BC win. And I'm still saying saying they're going to probably finish in last. But, you know, just seeing some development in that level. And you have a ton of youth that could grow. DeMar Langford is the first name that I'm looking at and going last year, watching him play. He was a a a kid in a grown man's body and what i mean by that he just needs to develop know what he can do because he's explosive as heck this is a guy that can make moves he's uh six five he's gonna be playing guard this year and he can explode so if he takes a jump you then you have your score and he can do things that other you know typical guards don't do so that's that's big if if langford can do that then then if you surround him Makai Ashton Langford is not a offensive scorer. Obviously, you've watched him play. He's not a a, a prolific scorer. He's more of a slasher, um, but he's good on defense. He led the team in steals last year. He led the team in assists. I think if Earl Grant can harness him in his energy into his system, Makai Ashton Langford could do some things for BC. He could be that leader, the the the, the presence, the you know, the energy. You know, I I think of like Sean Marshall, right? A guy that gives you what you need and gets you that energy to get over the hump. I'm not saying he's gonna be Sean Marshall, but that kind of type of player. So I, I'm interested to see what he can do. Now the other positions will all be kind of a big question mark, but seeing some growth, seeing a who, what players, if it's a uh, you know. Some of the freshmen, whether it's Kanye Jones or or Dexter McLaughlin or any of these kids that are coming in, if any of them, Jaden Zachary, if any of them can come in and and provide valuable minutes, then you're going to start to see as the year goes on what your rotation will be, what players will be able to continue to grow in the future of this program and, you know, get yourself moving for that next year. Because Boston College's recruiting class, the one thing that Earl Grant's done before he even stepped on court, is he's brought in an, an incredible recruiting class. I think they're in the top 25 for the next season. So he's got talent coming. 
He's just going to get there. And I think Boston College, you know, they're going to probably struggle this year. But I want to see growth. And I think they can do that. I don't think that's an unreasonable goal. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, they've put together a pretty easy out-of-conference schedule that'll help them kind of get their, you know, their their feet underneath them with a new coach and all these new players. Hopefully get themselves a little momentum heading into ACC player when they hit that meat grinder because that obviously that's going to be tough with this crew. But we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have more in, in, talk about that. You know, media day is tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk more about what the you know what came up, what they're talking about, and we'll find out more about this team. But stay tuned to Locked On Boston College for all your Boston College news. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have Eric Hofstis. He's going to come on and preview the Virginia Tech game. We'll give you our previews and predictions. It's an episode you will not want to miss, so make sure to check that out. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. You can find me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Thank you all for listening and for making us your go-to podcast for Boston College news. I'll take care, everyone. We'll see you all again soon. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.